0: understanding lord god we know exactly how to say what to say what you have for us lord god for those people for specific people lord god send us out now in the name of jesus in the name of jesus we're open lord god we're open now lord god and even on tonight lord god we pray father that as you pour out your word that we will receive it in full, Lord God, that we will be fed, Lord God, in a way, Lord God, that will send us out, Lord God, equipped and ready, Lord God, to take on the enemy, equipped and ready to bring more people into you right now in the name of Jesus. Equip us in this moment, Lord God. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord God. We worship you, Lord, in spirit and in truth. We lift our hands to you. We lift our hearts to you now. Have your way in this place, Lord God. It's all about you. It's all about you, Lord God. It's all about you, Father. We're open. We're completely open to you now, God. We're completely open to you now. Respond with more of you, Lord God. Respond with more of you, O oh God. Come on, come on, press right here. Respond, God. More of you, God. More of you, of us. More of you and less of us. More of you and less of us, oh God. More of you less of us. Increase now, Lord God. Increase your frequency now, oh God. Increase, increase. Charge us now, oh God. Charge us now, oh God, in the spirit. Charge us now in the spirit charge us up now in the name of Jesus the airways are clear the airways are clear so you can move the airways are clear the airways are clear oh God you can land here oh God you can rest here oh God we invite you in hallelujah Jesus And we give you the glory now, God. We give you all the glory now, God. I feel you, hallelujah, God. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your presence that's here right now, God. Thank you for making us aware that you are here. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Come on, somebody say thank you. Somebody say thank you, God. Somebody give him some glory in this place. Come on, say thank you, Lord God. We worship you. We love you, Lord God. Come on, let him know what you really feel. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you honor. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen, God.
1: God has to say, Well, let's do that again. Tell your neighbor, it's good to be in the house of the Lord, to, the of the Lord. To, hear to, to hear what God has to say. Amen. Because you know it's important for you to hear what God has to say, especially in this season. It is not my opinion. It's not my thought, but it's the word of God. Amen. So when we study the word of God, don't look at it, oh, that's a word Pastor Keith gave. No, it's the word that God gave. Hallelujah. Amen. And I, I know, I appreciate it so greatly when you, when you say, man, that was a good word that pastor gave. No, that was a word that God gave. Amen. It's his message. It is the word of God. It is the inspired word of God. This is not the books that the apostles wrote. <laughs> they only penned it. Amen. It's God breathed. It's God's word. Amen. Thank you, sir. It's God's word. So we're going to go deep into God's word on tonight. And we, of course, you know, we've been in this sermon series entitled Frequency. Amen. So if you would, amen, let's prepare our hearts and our minds to receive the word of God. I want to say a couple of things before we get into the word of God on this evening. I took on an assignment as a chaplain for a hospice agency. And I sat with an elderly lady, 94 years old. 94 years old and pretty sound in mind. Her husband um, and her, they worked for the Salvation Army for about 24 years. And this woman gave, she just blessed me, gave me such a refreshing revelation today about life. um, About life. Her grandbaby died at the age of five. And she said, at that moment, God, her grandbaby told her, Grandma, it's okay that you can let me go. Mm. And then years later, her husband was on a sick bed, dying of cancer. And she said at that moment, her husband said, Baby, it's okay, you can give me permission to go. And as I sat there with her in her apartment, She said, I'm good with it. I lived a beautiful life. My grandkids are grown. My kids are doing well. And she said, I sat down with them, and I told them, you have permission to let me go. Because I know my life is in the hands of God. (laughs) Jesus. 94 years old. And that was so refreshing to me to hear someone who is at the end of life who have enjoyed their life, but who is ready for eternal life. God Almighty. At the end of life, enjoyed her life, but is ready for eternal life. It's amazing. It's amazing, this hope that we have in Christ Jesus. And on Friday, I'm doing a funeral for a young man who is 34 years old who was murdered in Michigan, and they're holding the service out here. And he doesn't have a church home doesn't have a pastor. So I have the privilege of eulogizing this young man who I don't know. And I don't even know if he accepted Christ as his Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. 34 years young, lived life, don't know if it was a good life, but is he ready for eternal life? Is he ready for eternal life. Oh, God, and so we're going to keep lifted up on today. I didn't mean to come in so somber on y'all this morning, but that lady just really blessed me this afternoon about her perspective on life. We want to keep lifted up uh, Bishop Johnny Young, Jr., uh, his daughter, Kelsey. uh, She's in the hospital at the time in Shreveport, She is seven months pregnant and having stroke-like symptoms. And uh, so we're believing God for full restoration in her body. The baby is doing fine, but they can't figure out what's going on at this moment. So we want to keep he and his family lifted up. Amen. Baby Isaac, who is, amen, we're believing it's going to come full term, screaming and shouting out the womb. Amen. And we're going to lift up the family, the Hutchison family as well. For Many of you who have been with us for a number of years, uh, Vince Hutchison was our uh, minister of music here, and his oldest brother, uh, his life was taken in a car accident over the weekend, so we want to keep that family lifted up as well, and they have been going through a tough time. Vince lost his baby last year in a drive-by shooting, a uh, two-year-old son, and uh, so now his oldest brother uh, has gone on, so We're keeping their family lifted up as well. Amen? Amen. Uh, VBS is coming up next month, so parents, make sure you register your kids for VBS. For those of you online tonight, thank you for tuning in to our Bible study. Matter of fact, for those of you in the sanctuary on this evening, go ahead and take out your cellular devices and go ahead and check in on Facebook. Invite somebody into the virtual sanctuary of Elevate Church on this evening. Share, like, follow the live stream I'm going to prepare yourselves for as we read God's word on tonight, Ephesians chapter number six, as well as Ephesians chapter number two. Hallelujah! If you have it, say Amen. If you're still looking, say Hallelujah. One Hallelujah. If you're waiting for me to put it on the screen, say thank you, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Small, still voice in the back of the sanctuary. Amen. Praise God. Ephesians chapter number six and Ephesians chapter number two, we're going to make our faith declaration on tonight So, to repeat after me. Tonight, I'll be taught the word of God. My spirit is ready and my mind is sharp. I believe the word. The word is truth. It is without error. I believe what the word says. I can have what it says I can have. I can do what it says I can do. I can be what it says I can be. Make it personal. I believe what the word says about me. I am redeemed. I am the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. I am healed. No sickness, no sickness nor disease shall come near my home. Near my Make that your faith declaration. Say, no sickness nor disease, no sickness nor disease shall, come shall come near my home. I'm more than a conqueror. Than a conqueror. I am rich. I am rich. Wealth, and wealth and riches shall be in my house. Shall in my Shout aloud, wealth and riches, wealth and riches shall, be shall be in my house. Declare I'm blessed to be a blessing. Be a blessing. My house is blessed. My, blessed. my children are blessed. My My marriage is blessed. My My church is blessed. blessed. Now shout amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ephesians, Ephesians chapter number 6, verse number 12. Amen. Amen. The word of the Lord declares to us, for our struggles is not against flesh and blood. Look at your neighbor, say, my fight is not with you. Look at your other neighbor, say, my fight is not with you. For we wrestle not against or struggle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the powers of this dark world. Uh, did y'all know we live in a dark world? I know the sun shines every day, but we live in a dark world. That's why God had to speak, let there be light in a dark world. But not only did he speak it, but he requires us to be light. You are the light of the world, the salt of the earth. And since we're in this dark world, God requires us to be a lamp of his light in dark places. Because we're in a dark world, in a dark age, in dark times. And against the spiritual forces of evil, watch, catch it, in heavenly realms. Not in earthly realms, but in heavenly realms, in high places. Places that are above you. Uh, So if you really grab the brevity of the text, you're fighting a war that's bigger than you. You're fighting a battle that's bigger than you. And the only way you can win a big battle is with a big God. (laughs) God Almighty, I feel your Holy Ghost already. Ah, That's why you don't fight against flesh and blood, because that's a parallel plane. That's a fight you fight here on the natural plane. I boxed for a number of years and I knocked a lot of heads off. Amen. Praise God. But that was in the natural. But spiritually, there are giants in the spirit that your little stature cannot handle. That's why you need a big God. Somebody shout, I need a big God. Ephesians chapter number two. Verse number 18. As for you. You were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom. Somebody shout the kingdom. The kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. I feel the need to say that again. In which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the Ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. Somebody shout the kingdom again. Shout it loud, the kingdom. kingdom. Can I tell you something? Kingdoms are only conquered by kings. Kingdoms are only conquered by kings. Let us pray. Father, now in the name of Jesus, we thank you that we're tuned in to the frequency of heaven. We thank you that there's distortion in the enemy's ears and he cannot hear the prayers of the saints or the righteous. For, Father, as we come in contact with you, Father, our language to you, Father, cannot be translated by any demonic force or evil spirit. So, Father, we thank you for the direct connect now in Jesus' mighty name. Somebody shout amen. Amen Amen and amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. The text goes on in verse number three. It says all of us who lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts like the rest. We were by nature deserving raft. But because of his great love, somebody shout he loves me. I'm going to go ahead and give you a preview next month. Uh, I'm sorry, next In the next couple weeks, we'll be starting a new sermon series entitled Messy. He loves me still. Amen. Amen. Anybody ever made a mess of themselves? Some of us are still living in the mess. But guess what? He still loves you. He still loves you. In spite of you, he still loves you. In spite of your mess up, your hang ups, your proclivities. All of those things, God still loves you. Somebody shout, he still loves me. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. Thank you, Jesus. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. This is the text of which Elevate Church was birthed out of. That we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We're elevated, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. God never expected you to stay in a lowly state. He wants you to be elevated. Somebody shout, I'm elevated. Somebody shout, I'm elevate. 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 And in order that the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace, expressing his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from ourselves or yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, good God Almighty, created in Christ, to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Therefore, remember that formerly you were Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands. Oh, that preached by itself. Remember that at that time, You were separated from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenant of the promise without hope and without God in the world. I'm almost done. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. The blood is calling you. The blood is drawing you. For he himself is our peace who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier and dividing the wall of hostility by setting aside in his flesh the law, which is commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace. Boy, I don't know if you really caught what was just said in the text. He came to make one humanity and not two. Not multiple races, but two humanities into one. Can I tell you something? God never intended us to be separated or divided by classism or even racism. He always intended us to be one humanity, one people of one blood, of one body, of one spirit. And he came to make one new humanity. Now watch. Watch. Not from those who were circumcised or even those who were uncircumcised, but to make the two as one. Hallelujah. Out of the two, thus making peace and watch in one body to reconcile both to them, to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near last verse. For through him, we both have access. And this is where we're going to land at tonight. Somebody shout, I have access. access. For through him, we were both or we both have access to the father by one spirit. Somebody shout one. That we have access to the father by one spirit. There's not multiple spirits in the kingdom of God. There's only one. In the kingdom of God, there's only one spirit, and that one spirit gives us access to the one true and living God. There is no other way but that way. Christ said the only way to the Father is through the Son. There's only one access that we have through the Father. It's through Christ who gives us the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to access the Father. Hallelujah. You come any other way, you're a thief or a robber. Hallelujah. You try to pay your way in, you're a thief. You try to fast your way in, you're a thief. If you try to give your way in, you are a thief and a robber. There's only one way and there's only one access that we have to the Father. You cannot burn candles, you cannot give sacrifices of animals. That's only one way to get access to the Father, and that's by one spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody shout, we're going to go deep. Watch this. Jesus connected heaven to earth when he came, but the Holy Spirit connects earth to heaven. Uh Hallelujah. When Jesus came, he came from heaven to connect heaven with earth. But now Jesus has ascended back to heaven. Now the Holy Spirit connects earth with heaven. So for you to gain access to heaven, you only can gain access through the frequency of the Holy Spirit. So without the Holy Spirit, you cannot connect with heaven. You can come in in your natural mind with your hands lifted up. But if the Holy Spirit is not in tune in operation in you, then your prayers and your worship is a miss. The only way to connect to heaven it's by the Holy Spirit. For God is a spirit. Oh, come on, talk to us, John chapter 4. For, uh, for uh, now is the time and the time has come for those who worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. You can't even worship God without the spirit. Because if you're worshiping God without the spirit or trying, shall I say, to worship God without his spirit, then you may end up worshiping the wrong God. Amen. man, I don't mean to come so hard to y'all tonight. But maybe you're worshiping the wrong God. And that's, 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 that's the calamity that we face when we try to worship God without the spirit in operation. Because now we end up worshiping the wrong God. And we think we're worshiping God, shouting, we dancing, rolling on the floor, doing all that kind of stuff. God, like, who you worshiping? Uh, what? Who you talking to? You sure ain't talking to me. I mean, it sounds good and it looks good. You got a good hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Pray the Lord. Sha ta bo bo. Yeah, that sounds good, but you're not communicating with me. Because the only way to communicate with God is by his spirit. Somebody shout by his spirit. It's by his spirit. by his spirit. It's not even in your flesh that you can communicate with God. It's by his spirit. Hallelujah. That's why you got to make sure you're tuned in to the spirit of God so you can connect with heaven. Somebody shout, I'm connected. For those of you who are disconnected tonight, it's my hope and my prayer that by the end of tonight, you get connected. Ask your neighbor, are you connected? Come on, lift your hands right fast. Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare that everyone with a hand in that is lifted, is connected to heaven, that by your spirit you're in an operation in their lives, that, Father, as Jesus connected heaven with earth, I pray today, O oh God, that every hand that is lifted is now connected from earth to heaven by your spirit. Somebody shout, I'm connected. In Jesus' name. And so, so Jesus came down to connect heaven with earth, but the Holy Spirit connects earth with heaven. Can you say amen to that? So as we go deeper into the word of God on tonight, I want to talk to you for the last 20 minutes of our time, transform to war in the spirit. I'm going to say that again. God is looking to transform you to war in the spirit. Now, many people shy away from spiritual warfare. A lot of people are scared of spiritual warfare. A lot of people shy away from it. When it comes down to spiritual warfare, we don't want to participate in spiritual warfare. We want to take the easy way out. Matter of fact, we want to leave it up to the intercessors and the prayer warriors to do all the heavy lifting. We want to call the prayer line, call the apostle, call the pastor, call the teacher, call the evangelist, call the missionary. Why? Because we don't want to deal with spiritual warfare. But there's a war that's going on and this war is bigger than all of us. And it's a war. Watch this. If you don't show up to fight, you still have to fight. You can choose to keep your head down low to the ground and to act like you are ignoring the war, but the war is still going on. You, you can try to elude it and evade it all you want, but it's a fight. you still going to have to fight whether you choose to fight or not. So you might as well become a fighter. Tell your neighbor, it's time to fight. It's time to fight. It's time to fight. It's time to fight. Every day you wake up, it's a battle. Yeah. Every day you wake up, you think it's the alarm clock that's ringing. It is not the alarm clock. It is the bell ringing for the fight to begin. Okay. <laughs> Every day you wake up, your eyes open up. That is the bell ringing signifying it's time to fight. Hallelujah. Many people are afraid. And then there are those who are skeptical of spiritual warfare. And they choose to believe that it's not real. They choose to believe that there's not a spiritual battle that they have to face. That that's something in the movies. It's cinematic. Or it's hypo-Christianese hypo-spiritual, oh, that's just you spiritual folk, spiritual warfare, ha, what do you mean, Casper the Ghost? No, there is actually a spiritual war that's taking place right now, even now, as we're sitting in this building. Some of you right now are warring within yourself. Some of you right now are in the midst of a spiritual turmoil A war that is raging on the inside of you. What to do, what not to do, should I do, should I not do? Your mind is going like this. It's a war going on. It's a battle. Some of you now are experiencing within your soul right now spiritual suicide. And even natural thoughts of natural suicide. It's a war. Some of you right now, this is your safe haven. You came to service tonight because you don't want to go home because it's a war. Some of you are going to ride around the block before you go into your door. Because there's a war at the house. Amen. It's a spiritual war you got to face. You don't go back to work tomorrow because it's a spiritual war that you got to face. Some of you don't want to answer the phone because it's a spiritual war. You answer that phone, you know what's on the other end. You don't want to face it. So whether you answered or not, you're going to have to face the battle anyway. And if you choose not to get in the ring, the fight still will go on, but you're going to take a L. Amen. I'm glad my children are not here so I can do it. I finally get to do it. at that little dance they do that. Mason would be like, I've been waiting to do that. You know, just, you go, you're going to take the L. So you might as well, even though you don't pick the fight, even though you don't choose to fight, you might as well get in the ring and fight because here's the thing. If you don't get in the ring and fight, you lose. But if you just show up for the battle, you're a guaranteed victory. You're guaranteed victory. Jesus said that we are more than conquerors. And watch this, for I have already overcame the world. And I declare you to be victorious. So you might as well just jump in the ring and just say, here I am. am. Hallelujah. So there's a fight that you have to fight. Somebody shout, it's fight time. So Ephesians chapter number six, I tell you, I, I missed it in Ephesians chapter six. And some of you probably right along with me have missed it too. But in Ephesians chapter number six, verse number 10, it says, finally be strong in the Lord. And in his mighty power, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor. Somebody shout the full armor. A lot of times we wake up in the morning, we don't really gird ourselves with the full armor of God. Amen. We put on some of the elements of the armor, but not the full armor. Yeah, I mean, the helmet of salvation is easy because you're saved. So you don't even think to put the helmet on because I'm already saved. But you still need to put the helmet on because the Bible says walk out your own soul salvation. So you got to cover your your head. Somebody shout, cover my head. So you got to cover your head because watch the enemy of your mind will, he will torment you and he will come at you in your thoughts and try to sway you away from your salvation. Oh, y'all quiet up in here. Y'all act like y'all saved, saved for real, for real. You know that's times where the enemy come and tell you you really ain't saved. Look at those thoughts you done had. Look what you done done and what you doing and what you looked at. Y'all quiet. Yes, up in here. Up in here. The stuff you don't put your hands to and how you don't put your mouth on, and how you don't talk about people, and stab people in the back, and curse people out up under your breath, y'all quiet. And then the enemy comes at you and tells you, you really ain't that safe. And God forbid you come across the right critic, and they say, "I thought you was a Christian. Look at you." <laughs> yeah, y'all been there too, huh? Tell your neighbor, put your helmet on. When you wake up in the morning, put your helmet on. I don't care how saved you are or how long you've been saved, put your helmet on. The breastplate of righteousness. Yeah, I'm clothed in righteousness, but I have to protect my righteousness. Hallelujah. How do I protect my righteousness? It is not my righteousness first and foremost. So here's a key. How do you protect your righteousness? You leave it in the hands of Jesus. Ah, uh, How do you protect your righteousness? You remind yourself it's not mine. Because the moment you try to be right, then you're no longer right. So I got to remind myself it's not about me. My righteousness don't belong to me. It's his. And that's nothing I can do to obtain righteousness but to leave it in his hands and pres- present to him my filthiness and my unrighteousness, I give it to him so he can clothe it in his righteousness. Are you hearing me this evening? So it, it, is, it is the way I protect my righteousness by putting a breastplate of righteousness on because it protects it by, by what? It's his armor first and foremost. Put on the whole armor of who? Say it again. Who? It's God's armor. So I put his armor on to protect his righteousness, not mine. Hallelujah. Put on the whole armor of God. That you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Remember, it's a fight that we're in. Tell your neighbor again, my fight's not with you. Tell your other neighbor, my fight ain't with you. Amen. Amen. Parents, your fight is not with your kids. Husband and wives, your fight is not with your kids. Co-workers, your fight is not with your co-workers. Church members, your fight is not against your church member. We don't fight against one another. But against the devil's schemes. The devil has a plot and a scheme. Hallelujah. The devil has a plot and a scheme. He has tactics, strategies... To knock you off your game. (laughs) He's in the war room right now planning on how he can take you out. Hallelujah. And while we're planning to go out, he's planning to take you out. What are we going to do this weekend? We're making all kind of plans. And while we're planning to have a good life, he's planning to end your life. So we don't even plan the strategies that God would have us to plan so that we can still away and veer away from the devil's schemes. So we got to go in the war room and plan, right? For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers and against the authorities, against the authorities, against the powers in this dark world, and against the spiritual forces. I'm reading this again for a point, for a purpose, because I missed it. Because we always talk about the armor of God. And the forces of evil and the heavenly rams. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that you may in the day of evil come. When the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. Somebody shall stand, stand your ground. There's an evil day coming. He got to stand your ground. There's an evil day coming and the day has come. So stand your ground. I'm going to say that till you hear me. There's an evil day that is coming. And it has come. We're living in the evil day. So don't wait till the evil day. The evil day is now. So you got to stand every day. Amen. Amen. You got to stand every day. Because when you don't stand. The evil day will overtake you. And then you'll go home with your head down between your legs, your tail between your legs, dragging your honey on the ground. You know, like dogs do when they eat. <laughs> you'll go home frustrated, flat, busted, disgusted. Why? Because you choose not to stand in the evil day. You chose not to stand in the evil day. They said, stand firm. With the belt of truth, the buckle, truth buckle around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness, you got to stand with truth and you got to stand on truth. And watch this. The buckle of truth holds it all together. It is the centerpiece that holds everything together. In Roman times when they would put on the armor, They would put all these pieces together, and it was the belt that held it all together. You loose the belt, the whole armor just falls to the ground. So every piece of the armor of God, watch this, is held together by truth. Somebody shout, give me the truth. So if you don't have the truth, then you don't have no armor. And if you don't have no armor, then you can't stand within the evil day. Somebody shout, give me the truth. Now, I can give you a bunch of lies, but I think the truth will help you a a whole lot better. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I can lie to you and make it sound fly to you. Uh No. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. So it's the buckle, the truth buckle around your waist with the breastplate and righteousness in its place and with your feet fitted. King James says shod with the preparation of peace, with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. So once you have all this on, guess what? You're ready for peace. That's why you got to wake up in the morning and put on the armor. Why? So you can have peace throughout the day. Amen. That's why this must be good because y'all kind of quiet. That's the only way you're going to have peace throughout the day is put on the whole armor. Now you're ready for peace. Now, this is what really got me, (laughs) because how many times y'all have read this text? How many times? Y'all read this text, say, 10 times. Lift your hand if you read it 10 times. If you read it more than 15 times, keep your hand lifted. If you read it more than 20 times, keep your hand lifted. More than 50 times. More than 60 times. I read this text time and time again, and people preach on the whole armor of God, and we talk about the armor of God. We talk about the helmet of salvation. We talk about the breastplate. We talk about the belt and the, and the feet shod with the preparation piece. We talk about the shield of faith. But I missed this one other piece of armor. And y'all don't look at me with the eyes like you know what I'm talking about or looking like you already know. And he says, in addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows, arrows, amen, let me go back to the to flaming arrows of the evil one. But watch how it goes on. It says, take on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Y'all got that? And watch this, and, and is a conjunction. This also means included in that. What has this got to do with the frequency? And pray <laughs> in the spirit on all occasions. And pray in the spirit in all occasions. So it's not enough to put on the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, have your feet showered, the preparation of peace, to have the shield of faith and the sword, which is the word. But he says also and. Pray in the spirit. Now, let's be honest. When you put on the whole armor of God and you have done it in the past, did you include verse number 18? Oh, God. We missed it. He gives us a key to warfare. He says, not only do I need you to put on the armor, but I need you to pray. Not only do I need you to prepare yourself for a peaceful day, but part of the warfare, I need you to weaponize your prayers by praying in the spirit. Pray in the spirit with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind and be alert always, keep on praying. So now we're prancing around here with this armor on looking like, uh, oh, yes, I'm mighty in the spirit, but you ain't praying. <laughs> you're walking around here like I'm about to take out a devil, but you ain't praying. And you wonder why when you get to the battlefield, and you got all this armor on, you're still taking licks. It's because you forgot one weapon to pray in the spirit. Now you showed up for battle with your new Nikes on your headbands, your fresh J's, your new outfit, and you look good on the field, but you spent no time in prayer. You know, you ever, I don't know, there was always this, you know what I'm talking about, there's always this one guy who had no ability or capability, but they would show up to the court and they have all this new expensive gear on. I mean, he got all the latest and the greatest, the best of everything, the best money could buy. The new basketball that costs $100 when he could have got a cheap one, but he spent all his money, and you see him on the sideline stretching and all of this, and he looking good, you're thinking, man, that dude can ball. And you pick him, watch this, based on what you see. He looked good. (laughs) He got all the right gear on, but can't play a lick. That's how we are in the spirit when we got the whole arm of God, but we're not praying in the spirit. You look good. You look like a worthy opponent to the adversary, but he licking his chops because he knows you did not pray. You look good to the enemy. Enemy like, oh, yeah, I see you. Okay. I see you, you've been in the church house, good. You made the church a couple times, good. You made the Bible study, good. But you ain't praying in the spirit. I want him. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, it's time to pray. pray. Not just any old kind of prayers, but we got to pray in the spirit. And pray in the spirit. You got to learn to pray In the spirit. Watch this. Praying in the spirit is a weapon in our arsenal. Praying in the spirit is a weapon in your arsenal. You got to learn to pray in the spirit. Because that's one of your greatest weapons you have. Because it's praying in the spirit. Watch. Remember, the spirit of God comes to connect earth with heaven. So when you pray in the spirit... It connects you with heaven directly. It is such a mighty weapon. Watch, while Satan is scheming his devices and his plans and his strategies to take you out, you can pray in the spirit and your prayers in the spirit pierces the heavenlies. It pierces the darkness around you and it goes straight to God. Y'all remember the old movie? Some of these older folk are here with me. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You know, you say a Batman, and Batman had a little, with the commissioner, the policeman, I forget his name, but, what was it? Commissioner Gordon. Gordon. And when it's time for him to signal Batman, they had the little phone, and he'd go out there and put that little light up in the thing. (laughs) That's how you're praying in the spirit is. It sends a light up to God. A signal. It's a direct line from the to the commissioner that goes around the front office, the secretary, the second in command, the third. It goes straight to the commissioner. That's how it is when you pray in the spirit. It bypasses all of the host of heavenly angels. Michael and Gable. It he don't even your prayers in the spirit goes beyond them. It goes straight to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what praying in the spirit does. It sends you direct to God. Direct to God. Here it is. Watch. I'm almost done. Jude chapter. Well, it's only one chapter, if you didn't know. <laughs> so it's just Jude, verse number 17. Amen. If you're looking for Jude chapter number 2, then you're going to be looking. Tell your neighbor stop looking. Yeah, it's only one book in Jude. So Jude verse number 17. But dear friends, remember that the apostles of your Lord Jesus Christ foretold. They said to you in the last times they were, there will be scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desires. He says, and they said to you in the last times. Somebody shout the last times. Somebody shout, the last times. Point down to the ground like the last times. There will be scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desires. Scoffers. What are they scoffing at? Scoffers coming against. To ridicule, to persecute, to talk against. Scoffers. They're going to be people who scoff at you, because when you begin to pray in the spirit, they're going to come at you and say, oh, that's foolishness. Mm -mm. That babble, what, what you doing? You possess. Amen. See, the word of God is prophetic in its nature. So every time you read the word of God, God speaks, watch, not only to the current time that it was written in, but it speaks to the current time we're living in. That's why the book that you read called the Bible is so powerful is because it is prophetic from the time that it was spoken. It was speaking then and it also speaks now. So when you hear about scoffers, they are scoffing at people now. In this last time, it's speaking of this time. He spoke of it then, but he was speaking of it now. People with their own desires. Watch this. These are the people who, watch, will divide you, who follow mere natural instincts, and do not have what? They will come and divide. So when you start talking about praying in the heavenly language, when you talk about praying in the spirit, there are going to be people who come and divide. Amen. Divide into denominations and divisions. These will do and these will not. And these will not, that does not do, will talk about the ones that do. And the ones that do, will talk about the ones that does not do. Division. Over this one principle. Praying in the spirit. Now, as something as powerful as it is, praying in the spirit, why would God want to keep that from us? Ask yourself that. If it's going to be something that shape nations and shake kingdoms, why would God withhold that from you? Ah. If it's so powerful, then why won't churches come together and unify? Around this one principle to connect with heaven, why would a church would not want you to connect with heaven? Question, let's bring it closer. Why would you not want to connect with heaven? Why would you not want to talk to God in the language he developed for himself? I'm just posing a question. You can chew chew it. Chew the fat spirit out if you want, but why would you not want to connect with God? And watch, the only way to connect with God is by spirit. So to connect with God by the spirit, then you have to pray in the spirit, and the spirit has a language that you don't have. It got really quiet on that one. But you, dear brothers and friends, by building yourself, here it is, up in the most holy faith by praying in the Holy Spirit. So if God wants you built up, somebody shall build, build me up. Ask your neighbor, do you want to be built up? Ask your for real, do you want to be built up? You know, it's important for you to be built up, right? It's important for you to be built up. So how do you get built up? By praying in the Holy Spirit. This ain't my words. Tell your neighbor it's not apostles' words. Tell them it's God's word. God wants you built up. And the only way you can get built up, Jude chapter 1, Jude, verse 20. So when you're weak and feeble and you feel the need to get built up, turn to Jude. Chapter three. Oh, I'll just see it if you was away. Jude chapter 20, uh, I mean, verse 20. It says, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith, And praying in the Holy Spirit. God wants you to connect with heaven. And to connect with heaven, you have to connect with heaven by the Spirit. And the only way to connect to heaven by the Spirit is by praying in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Are y'all hearing me? Praying in the Holy Spirit in the Holy Ghost gives you what your natural mind could not conceptualize on its own. That's, that's a tweetable thing there. <laughs> Praying in the Holy Ghost gives you what your natural mind could not conceptualize on its own. I'm going to close with this. I, uh, I got one more thing I'll share with you, a couple more things. I'll hold a testimony until then. Watch this. Praying in the Holy Ghost, watch this, amplifies your prayers. Well, I hope y'all are taking good notes tonight. Praying in the Holy Ghost amplifies your prayers. So you can have these little t I'm from the country. Anybody know what T is? Y'all never heard of t T-notch is a French word for very little. Small, t small. Amen. Amen. You can pray these little t prayers, right? Uh, Father, we thank you for this meal we're about to receive. You know, that little canned prayer, you pray before you eat. Yeah. Or, or, or even that canned prayer. And I'm, listen, I'm not belittling anyone. If that's where you are right now, praise the Lord. But you must build up yourself in your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Ghost. Because when you pray in the Holy Ghost, he'll give you prayers that you never thought you can pray. Amen. And pray in a way that you never thought you can pray. I know some of y'all are enamored and awe oh, when the intercessors get up in there praying for 20 and 30 minutes and an hour. And you're like, Lord, you know how they get to that place? Praying in the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Spirit will give you prayers that you cannot even pray or conceptualize with your own mind. The Holy Ghost will give you prayers that will be amplified, be bigger. It'll be powerful, not as much as what you say, but in the way or through the way you pray it. Because you can pray with your natural mind and it'll take 20 years for it to manifest. But you can pray in the Holy Ghost and it'll manifest like that. The Holy Spirit amplifies your prayers. Remember, it connects you directly with God, so you don't have to go through the mailroom to get to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. You don't have to go through his assistant to get to God to get on his calendar. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, it's direct. Tell your neighbor, it's direct. direct. Okay, okay. Y'all making me work too hard tonight. Here's the power of speaking in tongues. If I did not make it clear enough about speaking in the Holy Spirit, It allows you to speak directly to God, number one. Number two, it keeps you in tune with the Holy Spirit. Because when you pray in the Spirit, by the Spirit, it keeps you intact, in step with the Holy Spirit. Your spirit connects with the Holy Spirit, and now you're in tune. So when the Holy Spirit begins to move and to speak, you are in step with the Holy Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit say go left, you don't have to even fathom anything else or question nothing else. You just go left because you're in tune with the Holy Spirit. Are oh, you hearing me? So, the Spirit strengthens your spirit when you pray in the Holy Ghost. It strengthens your spirit. It strengthens your spirit. I'm going to skip number four, I'll give that one to you later. Got a whole message on that one. But number five is, it's a weapon against the work of the enemy. When you pray in the spirit, it's a weapon against the enemy. Can you say amen to that? Listen, praying in tongues is a warrior's mindset. Is a warrior's mindset. When you tune in to God on the frequency of the spirit, it gives you a warrior mindset. That means, listen, I'm not sitting back waiting for the enemy to come after me. I'm going on the offense and I'm coming after him. I'm not waiting till sickness and disease come my way. I'm not waiting till poverty and lack come my way. I take on a warrior's mindset in the spirit and I go on offense instead of defense. A lot of times we end up praying because of stuff that is happening to us instead of praying and making stuff happen. We want to pray real hard when we're going through it. Yes. Say yes. Oh, you pray very fervently when you're going through it. When someone's dying, you're praying, Lord, heal them, Lord, heal them, Lord, heal them. You're praying day and night. But when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you build yourself up and you have a warrior's mindset. You're not a, a target for the enemy. The enemy becomes your target. That's what praying in the Holy Ghost does. Yeah, yes, it doesn't have you sitting back waiting for the enemy to consume you. You go on offense and attack and you attack him.
0: Because
1: watch, the Bible says when you pray in the spirit, you don't even know what you're praying. Amen. Yeah. You pray prayers that you know not of. And if the Holy Spirit is the mind of God and the wisdom of God and it's the all knowing of God. That when you pray in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit knows stuff you don't know. He knows stuff that's coming that you don't know is coming. He knows stuff that's happening that you don't know that's happening. And when you pray in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit go and, du- and manifest those things that you don't know is happening. He go and he fix those things that you don't know is happening. <inaudible> Hallelujah. It's a warrior's mindset. Remember, I told you only kings conquer kingdoms, right? Y'all remember that? Only kings conquer king. kingdoms. Amen. Only kings. Peasants don't go conquer king. kingdoms. Only kings go after kingdoms. And watch this: He has made you a king, and as being a part of his kingdom, then you must speak the king's language. Amen. I guess I better close because y'all can't take more more of me, too much more of me tonight. <laughs> ah, okay, okay. So, Revelation chapter 1, I want to prove my point. Verse number 6. And he hath made us kings. Somebody shout I'm a, king. I'm a king. Don't feel left out, ladies. That's, uh, you know, <laughs> there's no gender in that. So, kings and queens are lumped <laughs> into one. So, Somebody shout, I'm a king. I'm a king. That's included you two ladies, all right? Where my ladies at? Where my ladies at? So, so he has made us kings and priests unto God and his father to be the glory and dominion forever and ever. He has made you a king, and only kings conquer kingdoms. Right. And since you are a king now, you must learn the king's language. You must learn the king's language. It's just like many who cross the border of the United States, that when they seek citizenship, I'm going to put it in kingdom terms, of this kingdom, they are required to learn English. Any foreigner that comes into kingdom language, into this kingdom, into these United States, in order for them to be a citizen, they must first learn the language. They can't even get their stamp, their green card, their seal of citizenship until they first learn English, the language of the land. Well, what are you saying, Apostle? When you become a part of God's kingdom, God makes you a king so that you can conquer kingdoms. But to be a part of his kingdom, or since you are part of his kingdom, he also expects you to learn the king's language. So now that you can invade these kingdoms and populate these kingdoms with other kingdom people who all speak the same language. That's why churches are divided. It's because we're building our own kingdoms because we hadn't learned the king's language. Because once we learn the king's language, then we talk like the king amongst other kings. But since we all don't speak the same language, then we are all of different kingdoms talking different language. So now we're divided. Now watch. So now those kingdoms are trying to invade other kingdoms, or shall I bring it home to you? It is those churches trying to conquer these churches and this denomination, trying to conquer this denomination. Why? Because they're all trying to build one kingdom, but it's not the kingdom of God. Because the kingdom of God is not uncircum- uncircumcised or even circumcised. It is one humanity. It's one body. And if we're one body, then that one body should speak one it's the language of the kingdom. It's the language of the Holy Spirit, a frequency that your mind cannot fathom. And until you embrace, God wants you to connect with him by praying in the Holy Spirit. Then you're going to be in the kingdom, but you're going to miss out on a whole lot that's happening in the kingdom because you don't know the language. Anybody ever traveled abroad? I'm done. Anybody ever traveled abroad in a foreign country, outside of the United States? Yeah? Mexico? Yeah? Japan? Jamaica? Amen. They speak English, okay? They speak the King's language there in Jamaica. Uh, Their dialect is a little different. They got got some language there. And as they were speaking to you, did you clearly understand what they were saying? Huh? Huh? Yeah, yeah. But by not, by not knowing their language, there's probably a lot of stuff going on that you missed out because you didn't understand the language of the land. It's the same thing with the kingdom of God. If you don't learn the king's language and the kingdom of God, there's a lot that'll be happening right around you and you'll miss out because there's a language of the king. And until you tune into that frequency, there's a lot you're going to miss out on. If you would, bow your heads with me. I know I've given you a lot tonight and a lot to chew on. I really didn't want to skirt around this whole topic at all. Because this is something that we should all desire. We should have a desire to connect with heaven, to communicate with God. Watch this, not according to to our own natural faculties. But we should desire to connect with God on a spiritual plane that is higher and bigger than us. For God is spirit. And the only way to connect with God is by spirit. So there should be not an exercise, a lesson, or a sermon series, but it should be a heart's desire that, God, I want to connect with you deeper beyond my own natural experiences. I want to connect with you deeper. Now, I don't know who this is for tonight, and it's no shade, no shot to nobody. but maybe you find yourself part of a kingdom of which you know not the language. You hadn't received or hadn't released the infilling of the spirit that's on the inside of you. I'm speaking to you tonight. Because as your pastor, I would be remorse if I sent you out here onto the battlefield, not equipped to face the wiles and the schemes, the plans and the plot of the enemy without your greatest weapon. And that's your communication with heaven. So if you're here tonight, I'm going to start there before I even give the invitation for salvation. that's you and you're here tonight, you ask Christ to become your Lord and Savior, but you hadn't released your heavenly language, into the atmosphere. And you're tired of wandering around the kingdom in ignorance of what's happening because your ears aren't tuned and your mouth hadn't spoken the king's language. That's you tonight. Again, it's judgment-free zone. It's an opportunity for you to be empowered by his spirit. That's you. If you would just lift your head and look at me, And don't put it down until we connect. I see you. I see you. I see you. I believe there's others here today. You haven't connected with heaven. I see you. I believe there's others here today that you will say, that's me. That's me tonight. I'm saved, but I hadn't expressed my my connection with heaven. That's you. My appeal is to you as well. Just look, make eye contact with me, and put your head down. Thank you, Father. God, we bless you. God, we thank you. God, we give you praise. It's in Jesus' mighty name we do pray. My next appeal is to those who are here tonight. You have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you have. You backslid, done some things wrong, but tonight you want to get it right. You want to make that connection back to God. Tonight, this opportunity is for you. Tonight, this opportunity is for you. If that's you as well, for you, I would ask that you would slip your hand in the air. If that you, accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, backslidden, coming back home today. If that's you, I see you, sir. Any others today? Any others? Any others? Made some faults, some mistakes? Messy life? God loves you in the midst of your mess. If that's you, any others? Any others? see any others thank you father next appeal is to those who don't have a church home the bible says that we are many members one body but you're a member but you're not connected to the body you don't have a church home god wants to connect you with the body i believe god brought you here tonight so you can connect with elevate if that's you on tonight you don't have a church but the spirit of god is connecting you with elevate on today if that's you slip your hand in the air right now if that's you thank you father Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, we bless you. God, we thank you. And God, we give you praise. Can we all stand to our feet on tonight? For those of you who lifted your hand for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to close out and then we're going to pray for those at the end. So hang around. That's your desire. The Bible says that they tarried in Jerusalem in the upper room. So we're going to tarry with you until it's released. For those of you who lifted your hands in repentance of your sins or even to accept Christ, we're going to hang around for you as well and pray with you as well. Let us pray. Father, now in the name of Jesus, I thank you, O God, for everyone, even those who are online today, tonight. I pray, oh God, that they are transformed by this word. For those of you online tonight, just hashtag the word transform if you're accepting Christ. We pray for them now, God, and we ask, God, by your spirit that you will move upon their hearts. Breathe the fresh in their spirits. Holy Spirit, have your way in their lives now. Let this word magnify, amplify on the inside of them. Let the gifts of the spirit stir up on the inside of them. Let the gift of the Holy Spirit, God, be released throughout them in the name of Jesus. And God, we bless you. And God, we thank you for all that you're going to do and all that you have done. It's in Jesus' mighty name we do pray. Somebody shout amen. 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 Give the Lord a hand clap of praise if you would. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. This is the time of the service where we get to honor God through our giving on tonight. Amen. If you don't have an offering envelope, I ask that you keep your hand lifted. Amen. And even if you are not prepared to give, amen. Grab an envelope anyway, and by faith, believe God, for seed that you can sow. Hallelujah. Everybody with an envelope, everyone, everyone, by faith, hold it. If you're not ready to give, or shall I say have the ability to give, everybody grab an envelope. I'm believing, God, that we'll be a house of givers, that we'll all be generous, that a spirit of generosity fall upon you. In order for you, amen, in order for you to increase, in order for you to grow and multiply, even financially, uh, everything of multiplicity starts first with one. Amen. Got to have one. (laughs) Because you multiply nothing times zero, you get. zero. Amen. If you if you multiply zero times 12, what do you get? So you got to start at least with one. Oh, y'all understanding that? So you got to have one seed to produce at least one apple tree. So you got to have at least one seed that you sow. So we got to learn how first to sow the one so we'll be able to sow the many. Every hand with the envelope, every hand with the envelope, every hand with the envelope. If you're giving electronically on tonight, I ask that you still fill out an envelope. But I need everyone, everyone with the envelope in their hand. Uh, Even if you don't put anything in it, hold on to that envelope. We're going to pray by faith that the God who provides will make provision for your life. Amen. Everybody. Everybody. Grab on. envelope. Everybody. Nick, you got your one back there? Amen. Terrence, where your envelope at? Amen. Eric, where your envelope at? Amen. Everybody. Hey, follow instructions, follow instructions. Get the baby some envelopes. We going. Amen. That's a lot of multiplying in your house. Kim, get them some envelopes in the baby's hands. Everybody, Nick, you got an envelope. that Nick, okay, all right. Not you, Nick, the other Nick. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah! Look at all that seed in your house, Kimmy. Hallelujah. It's a principle you cannot bypass. You cannot have a harvest without seed. Say, I want increase. I want increase. God says, when you put in, I will multiply. If you don't put nothing in, I can't. I have nothing to multiply. It's a principle. I know a lot of churches and preachers have misused and abused that principle, but it's the principle. just—it It is what it is. Amen. I want apples. Where are your seeds at? <laughs> Amen. All standing, if you would. For those of you giving online, simply text 84321. 84321. Those in the sanctuary, if you choose to give electronically, we do have other options as well. You can text 84321, any amount. You can also uh, give through cash app. It's dollar sign elevate BR, dollar sign elevate BR. One of the ways I love to give is through our church app. You can download it from the Google Play Store as well as the Apple Store. Just click on the give tab. And then for all of our old schoolers in the house, if you still write checks, praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. We're praying for you. But you can make your check payable to Elevate Church. Drop it in the mail at 10957 Greenville Springs Road, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70814. And I would ask everyone, even those online and in the sanctuary, to prayerfully consider becoming a monthly partner, standing and walking with us financially every month as we do the work and the will of God here at Elevate. Hold your offering in the air. Amen. We're going to make our faith declaration over our seed on this evening. Would you say, God, is the source of my increase, all that I have and shall receive comes from him, my giving is a reflection of my trust in God. So today I give with the grateful and the cheerful heart in Jesus' name. Somebody shout amen. Amen. If you would, facing the wall, starting from the rear, my right and left, my left and your right, would you come and bring your offering with a joyful heart? If you don't have anything to give, come with your envelope, touch the basket by faith. Say, God, if you give, I'll give it. If you give, I'll give it, because he gives seed to the sword. (laughs) Make it.
0: Amen. Okay. Praise God. All
1: right. <laughs> Amen. Amen. If you would stretch forth your hand to us, the offering on tonight everyone had the opportunity to give. Amen. Father, now in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for every seed that has been sown. We thank you, Lord, God, from every hand from which it came. And, Father, I pray, God, that you will multiply this seed back into their lives in a great measure, Father. You know their need. You know what their struggle is, God. You are a God who knows all things. And, Father, we know, God, that you'll meet every need by the seed that they have sown tonight. It's in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. God bless amen. you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Standing, your feet. we're going to close out in prayer. I pray this word was a blessing to your life. Amen. Hallelujah. As I close out in prayer, amen, we thank God for each of you on tonight and to our guests tonight, amen. Did y'all fill out a guest card when y'all came in? You got one? Praise the Lord. Thank y'all for being with us on this evening, amen. We speak God's blessings over your life. Father, now in the name of Jesus, God, we bless these, your people. God, we thank you for the time that we had in fellowship one with another, fellowship with your Holy Spirit and your word. And, Father, I ask tonight as we depart from this place and never departing from your presence, that the power and the glory of God will rest and rule and reign in the lives of those who are here tonight. Father, we break the power of the enemy, the enemy that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. We break the power of the enemy that comes to snuff out life. We take back, Lord God, dominion and authority now in the name of Jesus. I declare that they are kingdom conquerors in this place tonight, and they have dominion, O oh God, in all this earth realm, that every place at their feet shall tread, God, that, Lord God, they will go and have dominion. It's in Jesus' mighty name we do pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. We're going to see you guys on Sunday. Hallelujah.